supposed to do a podcast on the first for april fool's day didn't do that though didn't do that though didn't do that though uh uh a bit slipping on my pimping this ain't the right one i need aries aries <clears throat> there we go let's get the aries going mm, mm, mm. straight magic all right here we go here we go here we go all right what up what up what up welcome to radical jack's views i am your host with the most nemo host aka ringo mandingo aka swaggy j aka radical jack aka i got a lot of nicknames how about that uh talk shit or die trying you already know what it is um yeah so what's been going on well my dog's been getting bigger shout out to zeus big zeus you know um I still don't have all my stuff set up the way I want to, you know what I'm saying? Just call it procrastination, whatever. So, uh, first, you know, we might as well start it off with somber stuff. Uh, DMX did just recently pass away uh, due to an overdose. And because of the overdose, I think he had a heart attack and then, uh, you know, went into a vegetative state. Now, of course, it's sad, but... uh. What's sadder is, you know, his friend is the reason that it happened. His friend gave him, like, he tricked him into smoking, you know, which is wild as hell to even think that, you know, somebody would do that. But, yeah, so they tricked him into it. He overdosed. And now he's gone, you know. And because I don't have the setup the way I want to, I can't play, like, any DMX songs. You know, normally I would, you know, put on something. That way I'd be like, y'all remember Hit Such As, uh, Such As, uh, you know what I'm saying? My favorite DMX song is Damien. Uh, I think there's a lot of hidden innuendos in there. I think it's really, well, it's not even hidden, you know what I'm saying? He said, I sold my soul and all that kind of stuff. But I think Damien is a, is a real life experience on what it means to be a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? You got to sell yourself, you know, and, and they want you to compromise everything else. And I believe that's why DMX was so troubled and why he had to go through so much stuff because he never wanted to compromise, you know, the real person who is Earl Simmons, you know what I'm saying? Of course, DMX was a rapper and, you know, there's a fire documentary they got on uh 
Is it HBO? About the Rough Riders? You know, it's mainly about the Rough Riders, but, I mean, if you know anything about DMX, he is a Rough Rider. So, <clears throat> but uh, it's pretty dope because it shows, like, old footage of DMX, like, rapping when he was younger. Man, the dude is a student of hip-hop, like, real life. If you hear the way he used to rap, it's just like, wow, like, he really could have fit, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, <clears throat> DMX, uh, arguably, you know, top 15. You can put him anywhere in the top 15. Uh, some people might even put him in the top 10 just based off of accolades alone. You know what I'm saying? The dude has done some amazing things. Um, Skill-wise, you know what I'm saying? DMX is definitely, you know, a fire lyricist. You know what I'm saying? Not such a witty bar type guy, but still fire. Um, yeah, he's better than Nip. Anyway, so... What's going on, y'all? Oh, I hope everybody got a chance to see Godzilla versus Kong because that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, I'm going to do the. I'm going to just break down a few things about the movie. I mean, at this point, I feel like everybody's seen it. If not, I'm definitely going to be doing spoilers. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Also, I got to do my Aries shout outs. You know what I'm saying? Giving love to all the Aries out here. I was going to do it April 1st, you know, sorry, Stephanie, you know, I was supposed to do it April Fool's Day, um, but hey, it is what it is, I got a family, <laughs> honestly, I'll just be, I'll just be tired, y'all, I don't feel like I do this sometimes, I'll be feeling like doing this, there we go, let's get the words proper, but yeah, I uh, also have an episode on cancel culture. You know, I haven't done it yet because I actually want to do that with like a bunch of obnoxious noises and have my whole setup. But, uh, yeah, let me see if I can find all those uh, Aries babies real quick. You know, I was going to go off the top of my head, <clears throat> but I'd rather do it the right way. Let's see here. Uh, is it events? I think Facebook has another events, right? Yeah, birthdays. All right, let's see what's going on. We got recent birthdays on your phone. You can look at previous birthdays, though. Oh, here we go. You can look at the whole month of April and May. Boom. grandma on here a few times these are all the people that are coming up though so yeah it is what it is at this point i'm just talking my bad y'all anyway um i'm gonna just go off the top of my head and remember who you are if you you know what i'm saying if i call you out i call you out if not hey sorry sorry it is what it is not on purpose uh dang tomorrow's birthday's in april what's up man it's my little my little cousin, man. Wild. He actually just moved back to uh, Texas. <clears throat> we were in Atlanta the whole time together. Never linked up or anything, but I think that's hilarious. Now that I'm back in Texas, he's back in Texas. All right. Let me stop stalling here. All right. So, Aries. Aries. Date range from March 21st to April 19th. Fun fact. My grandma is the last Aries. She actually has her birthday on April 19th. Shout out to Nana. <laughs> anyway, so element is fire, quality cardinal, color red. 
your favorite day should be Tuesday, even if it ain't. If you're in Aries, your day is Tuesday. That's the day that shit gets done, I guess. Uh, greatest overall compatibility is Leo and Sagittarius. Best for marriage and partnerships, Libra. Man, y'all Libras get a lot of love. A lot of love, man. I know Libra month gonna be fun for me. Ruler, Mars. Your lucky numbers are one and nine. All right, let's look at some of y'all strengths. As an Aries, you're brave, concentrated, self-assured, optimistical. I didn't even know optimistical was a word. I just thought it would be optimistic. But hey, cool, honest, ardent. Weaknesses, lack of patience. What's up, Tyreek? Mood alterations. What's up, Tyreek? <laughs> Predisposition for quick loss of temper. What's up, Tyreek? Impulsiveness, aggressiveness. My little brother's birthday is April 4th. It actually fell on Easter this year. It actually fell on Easter in 1999 when he was born, too. So, yeah. But, yeah, my little brother, just all his lacks patience, you know what I'm saying, quick loss of temper, impulsive, super impulsive, Jesus Christ. Uh, Aries dislikes, slow way of life, hesitation, useless work that doesn't involve talents and gifts of identity. Commonly, the very first in indication of these identities is the start of anything rush Overly dynamic and tempestuous. Oh. These folks are usually searching for rapid developments, quickness, and challenge. They like being first in all things, no matter what sphere of life it is. The red planet rules these folks and feelings of great affection <coughs> from this planet are over these people. These people are utterly active. These dynamic individualities are on a constant search of answers to private and metaphysical issues. That's their greatest indication. Ooh. All right, here we go. Aries love. Oh, no. What we'll do is how to attract an Aries man. Here we go. Independency is a major clue to this very sign. They hate fulfilling the orders of other folks. They wish to rule on their own. Consequently, to win an Aries man, you ought to know these rules utterly good. These men prefer thrilling rather than catching. They are natural conquerors, and they constantly desire to reach the things that are far out of their reach. Therefore, try to show that it is utterly difficult to win your heart. They will think of you as a very valuable prize. This is the first nice tip. All right, how to get an Aries woman. Aries women are also leaders and don't experience fear. They possess great amounts of energy, have outstanding charisma, and great thirst for all kinds of adventures and struggles. See not to squeeze their independency and allow them to seduce you. These women are utterly ardent and possess great sexual drive that makes them compelling for men. They adore their freedom and would hardly allow any man to overcome them. They are on a continuous move and you have to keep up with them. They desire love, but also require full control of relationships. Be sure that you will be able to cope with that. Mm. Control. Y'all know who Janet is. Anyway, so who are my Aries people that I can remember? Tyreek, Nana, Stephanie, Deja. There's more. I think Aaron's an Aries. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm doing this all on top of my head, y'all. No, no Facebook. Hey, Taylor, my little cousin Taylor, she's an Aries. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Johnny, Johnny's an Aries. What's up, Johnny? Uh, uh, uh. You know what I'm saying? Stephanie, Johnny, and Deja are all April Fools. They were born on April first. So, haha, uh, fun fact. Boom, boom. 
yeah. Well, that's all I can think of right now. Oh, yeah. I said my cousin Tamari. Uh, let's see. Oh, my Uncle Richard's an Aries. Okay. Ain't Janice is an Aries. Okay. Yo, what's up, Tori? Tori's an Aries. My man. My man Tori from New Orleans. He's like 6'8". It's wild. Just seeing big humans is wild. <laughs> okay, Kiana. Kiana's birthday. Okay, what's up, Aries? And, oh, shout out to Star. What's up, Star? Her birthday, too. Oh, and Kevin. Kevin Triplett. Uh, I see you. My boy Morris. <clears throat> All right, I'm done with the shout outs. That was a lot. But y'all get it. You know what I'm saying? Aries, the Ram. Mm, 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 mm. Any hoot and holler. Let's get back to business here. All right. So, Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla versus Kong, however you want to look at it. And letting you guys know full spoilers, even though there are no spoilers. I mean, by now, if you had the internet, you should know what's going on. Because it was out before the movie even came out. So, yeah. Elephant in the room. Mecha Godzilla. Boom. There it is. Spoiled. Anyway. So, Godzilla vs. Kong. Let me tell you guys something. All right. It is a good sequel. All right. This is a thing that you should always remember about movie sequels. And I'm not pulling this out of my ass like this is a real thing. All right. Any sequel you can think of that's great. All right. Even a sequel that might be better than the first. It has to do four things. All right. It has to expand the universe. It has to stay true to the original. It has to deepen our characters and it has to surprise us some kind of way, whether that's a good story, whether it's just a twist that you didn't know. It's got to surprise us. All right. Expands the universe. All right. I'm going to use Toy Story 2. It's like the perfect example. Right. So Toy Story 1. Where are we? We're in Andy's house. Go to Pizza World. And then we go back to Sid's house. So basically, you're just in the house whole time. Mm, cool, 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 whatever. Now, Toy Story 2 expands the universe. Where do we go? We go to the store that we saw Buzz Lightyear being sold at in the first movie, which means to stand. You go to that creepy dude's house. You also see the toys coming in, trying to save Woody, etc., etc. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, it expands the universe and surprises us because even though it's a callback to Star Wars and they're trying to be funny, you find out that Zed is uh, Buzz's father. So, you know what I'm saying? It deepens our characters. You learn who Wendy is. You learn who... Uh... Ooh, I'm slipping. I can't remember the horse's name. Ride like a wind. Bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> Ride like the wind, bullseye. So yeah, you got bullseye, windy, and then uh, the old man that was evil. Right? So, Toy Story 2. What does it do? Expands the universe, stays true to the original, deepens our characters, and it surprises us, okay? Perfect way. Now, Godzilla. <clears throat> it expands the universe, right? Because we go to the center Earth, or new Earth, or... uh. Damn, what did they call it? It was something Earth. Flat Earth. No, it's not Flat Earth. I was just being an asshole. But, um, yeah, so it expands our universe. We get some origins of King Kong. We figure out, like, they used to rule and all this other stuff. We find out that Godzilla and King Kong's history always has crossed paths. It stays true to the original two movies, obviously. It it deepens Kong's character. I can't really say that Godzilla's even a character in this movie. He's He's more of a... A plot push. Godzilla's out here for smoke. 
That's literally the only reason he's in the movie. This movie is basically a Kong movie. They put Godzilla first, but <laughs> it's really a Kong movie because you get the, you know, Kong is the one on the adventure. Kong is the one that's here for the humans. Kong pushes the narrative. He pushes the story. You know, Godzilla, he's just out for smoke. He's just ruining shit. All right, so it deepened our character of Kong. You know, it didn't really deepen Godzilla. If anything, it made Godzilla like a mindless zombie. I mean, he had a point to prove. He didn't want nobody, you know, he didn't want them making them the Mecca. So it makes sense. And then it surprises us. Um, the surprise is Mecha Godzilla, you know, even though it was kind of ruined by the toys and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's supposed to be the surprise. So it did what it was supposed to do as a sequel. Now, who wins, right? Now, this debate has been going on on the internet for a while now. Um, if I type it in right now on Google, let me see. If I type in who won in Godzilla versus King Kong, or Kong, my bad. Oh. Can't put King Kong, I forgot. Totally different. All right. And that's just a whole rights thing. You can't call him King Kong, blah, blah, blah. Even though King Kong is not even nearly as size of Godzilla, I believe in the original one from the '60s, they had to like shoot Kong with a beam or something, made him get all super sized. Uh, just a little random movie fact that nobody cares about. <clears throat> Actually, watching the original Godzilla King Kong movie is very hard on the eyes because we've been spoiled with uh, so much CGI and the practical effects back then were just jumping a monkey suit and a lizard suit and do some fighting like power rangers so you know it is what it is okay my computer is being a hoe right now yo what is going on yo my computer has been acting super crazy oh here we go <clears throat> so according to goggler godzilla wins in 2021's godzilla vs kong there's numerous clashes for them throughout the film but godzilla serves as the clear winner even though kong survives you know but yeah Godzilla definitely won, in my eyes, too. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Who do y'all think won? You know what I'm saying? Let's uh, send, some, send some things. I do believe that there was supposed to be three fights because they said Kong won round two, but the pacing of the movie really kind of made the last two fights kind of one. But, hey, it is what it is. It's a monster movie. It's not supposed to be that deep. So we got a new world. We got to see Earth, Middle, <laughs> whatever it is called i cannot remember and then um you know they showed us all the creatures on those planets and all that kind of stuff kind of gives you like a kaiju origin where you see where the kaijus come from they come from the center of the earth you know because they're always coming from underground if you notice they're part of the mountains they come out the volcanoes they come from the water so makes sense um character development like i said actually you know what we talk about character development uh, the Kong side was cool. You know, the little girl, she was part of the movie. She made sense. It uh, it made sense for her to, you know, she's been around Kong for so long. She taught him sign language. Very valuable asset in the movie. Talking to Kong, letting him know, hey, you know, you're supposed to be fighting with Godzilla, etc. You know, it just made it work, right? The person that doesn't have to be in this movie is Millie Bobby Brown. I get why she's in it because clearly, you know, Godzilla, King of Monsters, she was the main girl. You know, but they didn't use her in a way that I thought would have made sense. I think that 
if they had the little girl talking to Khan, you know, Millie Bobby Brown could have went to Godzilla like, no, he's our friend. You know, it would have been corny, but it would have made sense. But Millie Bobby Brown's whole part in this, like, is pointless. And then on top of that, you're following two stories that don't even connect to each other. Like, the, the characters literally never talk to each other. So they don't even know each other. You're just watching two random people, and I get it. They had to put her in, and I think Brandon Tyree did a good job being the the nerdy type character. So I mean, you know, he's just showing his range, and I thought he did pretty good. He was believable as that nerd too, which is wild. <laughs> but that whole plot could have been deleted out the movie, and we still would have got a Mecha Godzilla. Granted, they made him malfunction or whatever, but even if they weren't in it, it don't matter. We still would have got Mechagodzilla, and they still could have wrote it where Kong and Godzilla planned it. I mean, fought together, blah, blah, blah. That's my one gripe with the movie. I just kind of feel like that whole subplot was pointless. But, hey, Millie Bobby Brown, get your check. You know what I'm saying? Um, Good fights. They're not too long to where they're boring. They're not too short to where you want more. The CGI is good. It's not shot in a dark type uh you know they do that gray or or it's a lot of rain you know they they hide the monsters in a lot of these movies that you watch so you don't really you can't really see the fights but when you watch Godzilla and King Kong fight they're in brightly lit places when there was an ocean with the sun up you could see everything even when they went underwater it wasn't too gray you, you saw it it looked really good um of course that fight in, in Japan or China, wherever they were, it was well lit. It was perfect. You could see everything and then the last fight was in broad daylight again. You got to see the monsters. You could actually see everything. It wasn't hidden with anything crazy, you know. So that was good. Um the CGI I think was good as well. <clears throat> what I said was pointless already was, you know, the whole subplot of Millie Bobby Brown and them running through the bad guys' layers and all that. It was they put it in there. It was pointless. Could have did without that. Uh, what else could we do without? Well, you know, oh my goodness, because it's funny because like they did it. They they mixed the pieces together. So Millie Bobby Brown and them end up going to the bad guy who created Mechagodzilla, right? But the lady who needs to get the power crystal for Mechagodzilla is with the other people. But again, Millie Bobby Brown doesn't talk to the deaf girl. So it's like that her family, their family, they don't, they don't collide. It's just kind of, it's just, ah, whatever. It's like, I get why they did it, but they could have did it better. Um, <clears throat> did we like it though? I say yes. Everybody overwhelmingly, you know, Everybody has had good things to say about the movie. It's not supposed to be critically acclaimed. We don't need a monster story. I'm complaining about little stupid stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a monster movie where you want to see two monsters fight and you want to have a good time. And that's what this movie is. It's a good time. It's not long. You know, it it doesn't even reach the two-hour threshold. It's not a long movie. You can watch it, enjoy it, turn it off, and move forward. Um, Some people are sad there's no end credits. But, I mean, we don't need an end credit because there's no sequel, you know. <laughs> we saw them fight. That's pretty much it. You know, that that's it. That's Godzilla Kong, man. I mean, that's the movie. You know, we want to talk about favorite fight.
Kong's chest, but I appreciate it because Kong didn't quit. You know, Kong roared back at him like, what's up? But I mean, dislocated shoulder, got my ass beat. I'm going to lay here and die. I'm over. Yeah. So, you know, without the humans, Kong is dead because, you know, they they helped him in every single point of this movie. Uh, funny thing that you see on the internet is uh, people saying Kong's black. You know, he represents black people chilling on his own land. They come bother him, put him in chains, bring him over here. They make him fight for a country that doesn't even care about him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's funny to me. But overall, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's a good monster movie. Don't think too hard on it. Again, RIP to DMX. You know what I'm saying? Very, very unfortunate event. You know, it's I can't say it's a surprise to anybody on how he died because, I mean, X was a very transparent person and he would, you know, everybody already knew what his problems were. So it's always unfortunate to hear that kind of stuff, but. It is what it is. Um, <clears throat> if you know anybody, no, nah, I'm playing. I ain't got no motivational speech for that. But you know, keep your circle tight, man. Don't have no goofballs in your in your inner clique. Like, just don't. Shit's goofy. Um, now streaming on Twitch at Radical Jack underscore twenty. I haven't streamed in a while, but I'm still tell you guys to go check it out uh, on Twitter at Jack this tweet. Uh, Facebook Radical Jack Movies. Uh, you know my music comes from Kevin, aka Young Smitty. He's on social media as Kevin Smith, or you might find him as Young Smitty. But you know the SoundCloud, he don't really use that too much anymore. But yeah, and then always shout out to Marcus and BTC Apparel. My man's doing his thing. He out here skateboarding again. You know what I'm saying? He found his old passion back you know the older we get man it's, it's crazy how we, we we find old things in life that bring us joy little things man seeing him get on a skateboard i think that's pretty dope uh but yeah man look forward to uh, look forward to my cancel culture pod coming eventually eventually but uh if that doesn't happen anytime soon you will hear me again when we talk about the next zodiac sign up you know you know what I'm saying? Yo, who comes after Aries? Oh, oh, swinging, swinging tough with the hard head, Taurus. So, yeah. <clears throat> Y'all already know what it is, man. This podcast is all about Jack's radical views. And you, my listeners, are welcome. I don't have all the answers. Maybe you do. Let's discuss it. At me.
This is just a reminder to everybody when you're going outside. Don't forget your most important thing. You need a mask. You need a mask. You need a mask. You need a mask. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. <laughs> man, wear your mask, man. Wear your mask. It's a it's a panini, man. Alright, we in a panorama right now, man. Wear your motherfucking mask, dude. Cover your face. Your breath might be hot. You might got a cough. You might need to sneeze. Y'all be easy, man. <laughs>